willing to take credit when somebody gives it to you. Um, be willing to be open about, you know, something that you did well that you're proud of. Um, and when somebody asks you, hey, like, what do you do here? Don't just talk about the tasks and the everyday things that you do. You know, have a story that's already ready that says, hey, I actually did this for the company or I did this for my team. This is the Job Stories Podcast, how people find work that matters. Welcome. Thanks for coming on. Just if you don't mind, introduce yourself and what is your job right now? What are you currently working on? Sure. Uh, my name is Dana Ward. I am the vice president of, and it's a mouthful, Enterprise Standards Governance and Change uh, <laughs> for a company called WellPath. Um, as, a, as an organization, we provide care services to populations that are typically under 80% of our population. That means that they're incarcerated. Um, in the rest of the 20%, it's folks that um, are um, wards of the state due to, you know, mental incapacity or, you know, other reasons, um, or have opioid uh, addiction challenges. We're actually starting to branch out into um, addiction services and really trying to make sure that that branch of our business helps uh, reduce our patient population in the other branches Mm. um, so we can kind of keep people out of jail and prison. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So take us back just a little bit, Dana. How did did you get on this path? What's kind of What's kind of some, some, have you, have you kind of always been kind of in the sort of the direction you're in now, or have you taken quite a bit of turns? Kind of get us into your story a little bit. Um, I, many twists and turns. Mm. I, I like to joke with people that I sort of fell into my career as it stands today. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was one of those kids that was smart, but directionless. <laughs> mm. Um, I, I thought I wanted to own a music venue and discover new bands. Yeah. What I wanted to do from the time I was, you know, a kid. Um, got into college and realized that that was not something that was going to be a reasonable career for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, discovered that I was actually really um, good at uh, utilizing technology in a business concept. Um, I was in the business school, thought I wanted to own a business you know, all those kinds of things, started taking some of the IT classes. And um, I, you know, I never wanted to be a coder or anything like that. But I realized that, you know, I was was taking these classes that I really connected the dots with how technology could support and change businesses and how they're run. Um, So I changed my direction a little bit, got more into, you know, uh, business and IT. um, And that led me to consulting. I went into the big four immediately out of college, um, and I would say that that was probably one of the biggest um, drivers of me ending up where I am today. Mm. Um, I had a manager straight out of college who was one of those people that was really just a great manager for young people. Um, I was fresh out of college. I was 22 years old, um, had no experience with healthcare, and that was the client working with. Um, but I, the most I knew about dirt, right? Like I knew nothing about it. Um, and he asked my opinion on things, things that I really didn't have any experience with, didn't have any real knowledge of in the real world. Um, 
but he was still inviting my opinion. He was still asking me what I thought about things. Um, and from my perspective, what that did for me was it, it sort of showed me that my opinion does matter. Mm. Um, it probably was less informed than I would have wanted it to be at the time, mm-hmm. um, but that I still had a voice and I was still allowed to use that voice. Um, so I went through um, a couple of different consulting firms, um, just through various different stages in my life and, and what I wanted to, to do with my life and um, did the big consulting thing, you know, left and went to a very small firm that I helped to build. And um, at a certain point, it was time for me to get off the road. Um, I was very, very tired of traveling. I was traveling, you know, minimum two flights a week, you know, maximum I was on five flights a week wow. in different locations. Um, and, you know, I was, I was engaged, I was getting married, I wanted to actually be at home. So um, my now husband and I um, were planning to move to Nashville, we had been living in Chicago. Um, and I had to start looking. And mm. it was the first time that I had ever actually had to look for a job, mm-hmm. um, which was terrifying. Um, but I was looking in health IT. That's where my you know career really predominantly has been. Um, and I never thought about the healthcare that gets provided to people that are incarcerated. Mm. Never had even crossed my mind um, until I, I uh, found the company that I work for today and, um, you know, interviewed and, and kind of went through the process. I, I interviewed into uh, the IT department um, and my CIO at the time was really looking for somebody to build, build the connection between our IT department and the business. Um, we had really strong technical people. We didn't have anybody that could really, you know, sell that to um, our clinicians and our doctors and, you know, help them understand how tech, tech, technology could really, you know, improve our, our patient experience and make sure that we're delivering top quality care to these folks um, in a situation where you don't have the richest and, and most, um, resourced people mm. that you're dealing with. You're mm. dealing with state funding and federal funding. And, mm. um, you know, you have to do that in really creative ways. And um, he was not, he was not successful in helping, you know, our business really understand how technology could support that. Um, so he brought me in. Um, we built some really cool things um, and we expanded my team and, um he decided that he wanted to move from IT into operations. He's close to retirement. Um, he, you know, kind of realized that he was ready to step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he wanted to move into operations, he asked if I wanted to go with him and build the governance um, and standardization that we had built in the IT department through uh, to the entire organization. And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And I started my new gig about two weeks ago. That's awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. Thanks for sharing that that part of your story. I want to go back to um, one part in particular. Matthew and I talk about this a lot because Matthew has and has had the same mentor for a really long time. Same for me. And it seems like that was a pretty important part of your story is you had somebody that took the time to really kind of help you um, from a mentorship standpoint. <laughs> Do you mind to expound on the importance of that a little bit? Um, we try to help candidates that are changing careers with that same concept. Hey, maybe find somebody that's doing what you want to do and get some help there. So do you mind to expound on kind of the mentorship, Absolutely. how important that is? Sure. Um, and I, I kind of look at it from two different 
standpoint, there's, there's mentorship and then there's sponsorship. Hmm. Um, I was lucky that the, the first person that I encountered um, in my career that was my manager was both of those things for me. Hmm. Um, he really took me under his wing and explained and taught me what it was like to be in, you know, corporate America. Um, walking into that, nobody knows. Um, <laughs> you experience your parents seeing it, you might go through internships and things like that, but you don't really know what it's like to build a career inside of, you know, the, the corporate construct. Um, so he took me under his wing and, and, you know, really sort of taught me how to do that well and taught me how to do that in a way that enhanced my career without stepping on other people, which was something that was very important to me. Um, he also acted as a sponsor for me. And I think people, people look for mentors, but often forget the sponsorship aspect. Um, you need to find people who believe in you, believe in the things that you do, think that you are, you know, um, talented and worth investing in. And those people have to have influence outside of your circle. Mm. Those people can get you into um, additional projects, additional positions, um, access to leaders that you may not have access to. Um, so I think that's really important, you know, have mentors that can help teach you, but also have sponsors that can, um, be your voice to the outside world and to the, the places where you want to go. That's excellent. Yeah. I've never really thought about that, Dana. That's an interesting point that you need a mentor to kind of show you the way, mm. but you also need a sponsor, somebody that's ahead of you to say, yeah, I, I believe in this person. Let's put them on this project. Mm. So that's interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have been lucky to find many of those people in my life. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about that. How do you, I'm just thinking about candidates. So I get hired. I, I, let's say, let's take my story. For example, I was a teacher and then jumped into IT. So I get hired at an IT firm. How do I go about finding that sponsor? Mm. Do I just like make friends with the whole organization and mm. try to find somebody <laughs> that believes in me? Like practically, how do I do that? Um, that's a great question. I think um, I think a lot of it is making sure that people are aware of the things that you're doing well. Um, mm. And I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm also involved in the Women in Technology of Tennessee. I'm, I'm a leader in, on the board there. Mm. Um, and one of the things that we talk about very often, um, we talk about it in the frame of, of women, um, but I think it's a, it's a challenge that a lot of people face, not just women. Um, people are not willing to talk about the, the things that they do well. Um, it feels very uncomfortable. It feels very braggy. It mm. feels like you should be doing those things. Um, the reality is, if somebody doesn't work with you on a day-to-day -day basis, they probably don't know. Right. Um, so, you know, be willing to take credit when somebody gives it to you, um, be willing to be open about, you know, something that you did well, that you're proud of. Um, and when somebody asks you, Hey, like, what do you do here? Don't just talk about the tasks and the everyday things that you do, you know, have a story that's already ready that says, Hey, I actually did this for the company or I did this for my team. Um, then it gets people thinking about you as a value builder in the organization and you as somebody who um, can provide value in their projects or the other things that, that they're taking on. Um, and then keep doing it. Tell everybody who will listen. 
mm-hmm. that, you know, you've done really great things. Um, and, you know, eventually those sponsors kind of will, will be reaching out to you. They're the ones that, you know, go to bat for you um, and come back and tell you, hey, I sponsored you or, uh, hey, I, I suggested that you might be a really good person on this project. We've got a um, a lady that works for us that is doing uh, women in Web three. Web three. Carly Long, and I talk to her all the time about she she's coming from the place of she doesn't know very much about Web three, and so she doesn't have much to offer. And I'm coming from the place of well, you're actually out there doing it. Mm-hmm. So let's take credit for what you are doing. You mm-hmm. do have a podcast. You are talking to people about about web three and she's an artist right she makes nfts (laughs) yeah yeah so um i think that's interesting that's an interesting point about um let's take credit for what you can do i understand that you're new in your career and i understand that you don't know everything but you can do some things well or we wouldn't have hired you Mm. right 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 yeah how is your work um with women in technology what what does that look like and does that ever cross over into your nine to five it does it does um i because i found mentors and sponsors very early in my career um and realized it recognized it um i have made it my mission to become that person for other people um so i got involved in in wit mostly to build my network in nashville i didn't really know a whole lot of people um and knew that it was a great organization and and had a really great mission. Um, So my first foray, I think, was just planning happy hours because Mm. there weren't any in downtown. Mm. They were all in Franklin, Mm. and I didn't want to have to drive, you know, 45 minutes to get to a happy hour. Mm. (laughs) Um, So uh, really got involved, got asked to to join the board, found a whole lot of passion around connecting the women in the Nashville area to mentors. Um, We stood up a a professional mentor program um, in the time that I was on the board um, or the the time that I was uh, the membership chair on the board. Um, And I have stood up a women in technology organization inside of uh, my company as well. Um, and that's where, you know, a lot of the connection comes in. Um, I like to take a lot of the content that we build for, you know, the Women in Technology of Tennessee um, and turn it and make it a little bit more appropriate for, you know, my group of women inside of uh, WellPath and, and the WellPath IT department. Um, we also sponsor, uh, my company is a sponsor organization, so I made sure that we were, uh, mm. you know, financially supporting WIT as well. Mm. Um, and that does allow uh, two of our women um, in the IT department of WellPath to be members of WIT as well. Um, I think it's also, honestly, it's been really, really great to have additional mentors. Um, I have found a lot of um, strength and power in my relationships in that group that have uh, made me a whole lot more comfortable taking this big step out of IT. Um, I've been in IT for my entire career. Mm. Um, and suddenly now I'm in, I'm in healthcare operations, which is nothing I've really ever done before. Mm. Um, so it, it's, it's made me a whole lot more confident. Um, it also makes me a whole lot more fulfilled in, in my day-to-day life. Um, I'm 
really passionate about the mission that WellPack takes on, but this is a, a whole lot more personal. Um, I don't get to see our patients, but I do actually get to interact with um, young women that are in the Nashville area that are either, you know, trying to get into tech or in tech, but not really sure where to go, not really sure how to build their careers. So um, it's, it's very, very fulfilling in that effect. Yeah, that's, I, I love how purposeful all of that is, right? Like WellPath, is, their mission is, their why is very, they know what their why is. And this, for it's very Wit, clear. <laughs> yeah, you know what your why is working with WIT. So that's, that's really cool. Um, uh, is that something you think about a lot is making sure you're being purposeful? We're doing kind of, like I always talk about making sure your why is sound. Like, why am I doing something? Um, I want that to be hyper-focused for me. Otherwise, you could do anything, you know? Um, so is that something you think about a lot is purpose and your mission and why? It is now. Uh, it definitely is now. Um, like I said, it, it wasn't when I first started. Mm. Um, and I think I was lucky that I, I kind of discovered my why through, through my path. Um, but now that I have, now that I've really figured what my passions are, um, now I am very intentional. Um, I have an executive coach that I talk to regularly about what those goals are and why I'm doing the things that I'm doing, um, both inside and outside of uh, my career path. Um, all of the decisions and all of the relationships that I try to form, um, I, I sort of live by the philosophy that I, I want to leave every situation better than I found it. Yeah. Um, so I'm very purposeful about, you know, the relationships that I build and making sure that um, I don't want to tear anybody down. I don't want a relationship with me to, and just generally, right, any kind of relationship with me um, to result in anything negative for somebody. Um, so I'm, I try to be very, very purposeful in the decisions that I make, um, my actions toward others, my actions toward um, the junior staff around me, mm. um, and, and really, you know, everybody that I can make an impact on. I love that. Do you, so I, I've only known you for like 20 minutes, but um, I, I have a trait that keeps coming to mind about you. But when you look back on your career thus far, have you, have you ever considered um, one or two character traits that have been with you in every position and every, maybe even back to when you were very young, um, that have carried you through up until now? I think that's probably one of them. I think the, the uh, leave everybody better than I found them, leave every situation better than I found it. Mm. That's always been me. Um, yeah. I, I'm very conscientious. I always, like, even as a kid, right? Like anytime you, you go to a national park and you see the, you know, the signs, you know, carry out your trash, leave everything better. Um, I was always very conscientious about that. Um, I think I also have, and this is, I hate admitting to this. I really do. Um, <laughs> just because of the work that I do with women and everything. But I think I am, I am one of those people that is a natural caregiver. Um, I, which is funny because I'm, I'm not a parent and I will never be a parent and don't want to be a parent. But like, um, I always take the young people on my team under my wing. Mm -hmm. You know, if I see somebody that's like, not working up to their potential or, you know, um, not seeing what's in front of them in terms of opportunities and things like that. I'm always like the mother hen that's like, okay, what do you see? What are we doing? <laughs> right. It's great. I, 
I have noticed you are very self-aware. Mm-hmm. You, you very much you. Um, see. Um, it, it's almost like you're looking above yourself from mm-hmm. like a thirty thousand foot view. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that is really cool. I don't think I think I'm the opposite. I don't think I at especially at different times in my life, I have not been very self-aware. Like there are some positions I shouldn't have taken. Mm-hmm. There are some people I shouldn't have been in friendships with or whatever. Um, so that that's encouraging yeah, to that's see cool. um, how self-aware you've been. And it seems like um, since your working career started. Yeah. Yeah. I think I made my mistakes really early in that account. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. <laughs> Well, this has been awesome. I, yeah, we kind of go a, on a little bit deeper dive sometimes, so we appreciate you kind of being along for the ride with us. Dana, is there, sure. a, is there a good place for people listening if they may want to connect with you, reach out, anything like that, especially for maybe some Nashville, some for, for the WIT project you're doing, maybe maybe something along those lines. But anyway, people can connect with you. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm Dana Ward. It probably has me listed as Dana Kramer Ward. Um, Kramer's my maiden name. Um, and then also uh, VP at WITTN.org. Um, I'm currently the vice president of WIT. So um, if anybody wants to reach out to me that way, I'm happy to connect. And just um, maybe in less than a minute, can you explain who it is that WIT helps? Does it help women that are currently in technology or does it help women that are maybe like me that were teachers teachers. or does it help both of those categories? Both. Both. Um, We also help educators in the tech space. Um, So we've got education grants for educators that want to teach tech. We have scholarships for women who are in high school and trying to get into um, college programs that are tech-based. Um, we also have professional development scholarships for women who are already in tech and um, looking to expand their skills. Um, and we also, I mean, we have um, mentorship programs with local colleges for, you know, women and girls who maybe don't know what they want to do. Um, and then we're also doing a Girls Who Tech summer camp program that we started last year for, um, it's technically K through 12, but it really is like 7th through 12. Um where we're, we're trying to get younger girls more interested in the tech space and, you know, more empowered as they see women who really are working in tech today and, um, you know, thinking that they could actually do this as a career someday. Gosh, that is so great locally too. Cause as you know, like, like tech women here in Nashville, that's so great. Thanks for doing that. Cause that's awesome. Yeah. We appreciate you for coming on Dana. We appreciate your time. You're awesome. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You have a great day. We appreciate you. You too. Awesome. Bye. Bye. See you, Dana. Bye. See you.